welcome to TLDR, the show from the 1940s. It's in 1927. No, I fucked that up because no, it's, 20, it's 2077, isn't it? 27, yeah, something like that. Radio time. Radio time. Is it, they, have a, they have a radio announcer in it. They do, don't they? Yeah, well, it's the it, for the educational movies that they run the yes. whole thing. Yep, yep. So, what's his name? Not Fallout Boy. That's the name of a band. <laughs> I don't know. The, the little guy that's the... Pip-Boy? Yeah, it's not Pip-Boy either. It's not Pip-Boy. Pip-Boy's the... Oh, yeah, of course. He's not, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Computer thing. Yeah, yeah. He's, so, he's got a name. I can't think what it is now. Oh, okay. Fallout Lad. Fallout Lad, probably, something like, something like that. that. Yeah. All right. Yes, but you're right. There is the... If 1950s America had not stopped and kept going... Yeah. Which is why I like Fallout so much. Yeah, so I you dig really the I 19... Really uh, if the mm. whole game mm. was like those educational videos, if somehow <laughs> they could make it like that, I might be right into it. Yeah, yeah. I love that side of the game. I think that's fabulous. Because I like this one when we first, uh, you first start off pre-war, you get that kind of like yes. settling into what uh, 2077's life is like. Yeah. Um, and they definitely went full way back to the throwback to 1940. Or is it... Is it they had a throwback to nineteen forties, or we never left that 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 style never changed from the nineteen forties with the atomic age that 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 aesthetic and that just kept going. No, I can't remember. Time? I know, I I think it's an alternate future. So nine, yeah, nineteen fifties never stopped. They just kept going. They just kept going. So it's not our world that they then. No, it's have an destroyed. alternate future. Yeah, it's not planet Earth that yeah. we know. Yeah, I I like 1950s. I like like the way the cars look and the deco and stuff yeah. like that. The one thing I can't stand is the music. Mr. Handy. Oh, you don't like the music? No, I don't like the music. I really can't get behind, oh. which is a bit of a bummer too because I really enjoyed um, like GTA Five had a lot of really cool good music. Uh, yeah, good and bad music, but like yeah. they had the, the, the DJs and stuff bringing in little bits yeah, of like yeah. what's going on around in the world. And I yeah. thought that this might have the same thing in it as well. I haven't I'm a bit really bummed. noticed the music to be honest with you. Okay, maybe well, I, I say I haven't noticed. I should say I can't really remember. Yeah, how long has it been since you played it? It's, I played it probably a year ago now, and I haven't had a chance in the last fortnight to crank it back up. So you're just so lazy. You're just a lazy person doing yeah. work well, and really living a, life commitments, yeah. and you know, being an adult and that. Like, yeah, come on, man, ready, getting ready to go away for five weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I've I've put five hours in. I was also had an extremely busy fortnight. Yeah. As well, but I wanted to at least get in there and get my feet wet because I haven't. And I spent a lot it. of time with the leveling up thing as well. Those, those big trait screen. And there he is again, whatever that Fallout, uh, lad. Fallout lad. Yeah, he is. We're calling Fallout lad. Yeah. That trait screen's pretty damn intimidating, though. It is. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I try to have a look a few times, and I just get lost. Like you start to forget which well, trait you, you just looked at, and you don't know what's going to be good. You haven't played the game through the first time. You don't know what's going to be relevant or what's not going to be relevant. Yeah, I had a quick look, look online, and someone said pick four stars or four, four points. For everything at the very beginning because it right. unlocks okay. everything for you and it gives yeah. you a good grounding. So I yeah. just did that. That um, makes sense. Yeah, and I picked a few bits that I thought would be interesting, but I'm guessing there's probably no respec option. What? No, I don't think there is, but the beauty of the Fallout franchise, which they've carried on since Fallout 1, mm. is that there's so many different ways to solve problems. Yeah. So you can talk your way out of situations and you can sneak your way out of situations and you can brute force your way out of situations. And mm. So they've done a really good job of... Making just whatever you choose, whatever type of character you choose to play, that's making that relevant for the game. That's really cool. So that's there are great. some stuff that only sneaking characters can do, and there are some stuff that yeah. only persuasive characters can do. So there are some I of those little locked that. away areas. Uh, what, what I worry about when I look at that big screen is I go, what if I'm missing a really good ability that I don't know yes. is really good until I actually yeah. try it out? That's sort of what I'm looking at going, oh, could that be good if it was four stars? Would that actually be worth it? Yeah. And, and doing the converse as well, I was thinking, how am I going to spend four stars or how many points can you put into a trade? I think it's more than four. Yeah, I can't remember. However many it is into yeah. a crappy ability, like, oh, that was a yeah, waste. Waste all your time in this ability that I don't really use. Ability. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the trade screen, I haven't really dig, dug too much into it. looks it's... Thorough, at least, if a bit intimidating. Yes. Can't knock it for, for having too many options, I suppose. Mm. No. No. Maybe not. Oh, it doesn't sound very fair, does it? No. I I, I love the, um, with the, the, the intro and more so on the setting of the scene. Yes. Because uh, Fallout the 3. Set very well. I was sort of like you wake up as a kid and it's a cool sequence of growing up in the vault kind of yes. thing. But for me, as a first-time player, I didn't get a lot of context about what was going on in the world. 
Right. At all. Okay. This one was very, very obvious that that life was idyllic. It seems on the at least on the surface, yeah. you know, the, uh, the idyllic um, middle American lifestyle is alive and well, but there's some turmoil underneath. Yeah. And that salesman guy is super creepy and super like obviously over insisting there's a nuclear war coming and that it's a known thing that like it's not just a a Cuban missile crisis where it's escalating tension between world powers. It's something that's a little bit more coordinated than that. And he's also interestingly enough saving people from this disaster as well. Or so he says. Well, yeah. I mean like uh, I've done a lot of reading on wikis over the years. So I understand some of the vaults are, are better than others. And the one we get shoved into, they just freeze you. All of the vaults are horrible. Are actually experiments. Yeah. Every single one of them. Uh, more so just uh, as my character going into the vault, at least I survived the nuclear holocaust. That's true. Kind of thing. It's more like even if it wasn't so great to be frozen for 200 years. Yeah. Um, at least I survived. So have you seen the first one, Fallout 1? No, not so at all. So you haven't seen the stuff about the resource wars? No, because no, it's this familiar. whole full mo- back in the days of full motion video. That's yes, how long ago it was. Yeah, yeah, wow. It's this okay, whole yeah. full motion newsreel thing. Yep. About how the Earth starts running out of resources, mm. and the superpowers combine to become super mega powers. Oh, okay. And there's a massive war in 1985, I think it is. Okay. There's a massive war over resources, over gasoline. Gasoline's running out or something. Yeah. And that's what causes everything. It's the resource wars. So it's a completely different story than Fallout 4 then. Yeah. So is Fallout yeah. 3 the same as Fallout 4? Is it the same world? or is it well, re- Fallout, the only thing I remember from Fallout 3 is that they've got Ron Perlman going, war, war <laughs> never changes, which I really like. I think yeah, it's well, a really good little speech that he does. Yeah. But that's the only thing I remember from the start of Fallout, of the setup for Fallout 3. Uh, yeah, just the kid. Maybe that's New Vegas that does the kid growing up as well. No, no, the kid me? growing up in the vault is the start of Fallout 3. Okay. Yeah, and you have the birthday party and you have the I kind bully of... and the girlfriend and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Which is that's just Obsidian's way of doing your character development. Yeah, because I did the same thing with Oblivion. Oh, really? Yeah, you go uh, through the introductory dungeon, and it shows you all the things you can do. Yeah, pick locks, cast spells, swing swords, shoot bows mm-hmm. and arrows, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then makes you choose at the end of the introductory sewer escape. Yep. how you want to set your character, and Fallout Three did does exactly the same thing, and does it probably better than Fallout Four does. It doesn't feel like yeah. a bit dumping the deep end yeah. with this game. So everybody says make a save point right at the end of that. Yep. Because at that point you can go and change your character at any. Yep. Yeah. You change your character however you want. Oh, yeah. And if you save it there, you can just restart your game. Then you have to go through that three hours of okay. introductory. I'm going to look it up and see what, see if they're different worlds or if it's all supposed to be a shared world. I think it's all it's supposed different. to be the same world, but it just mm. things change. Maybe a bit of recon in the uh, history. Of, yeah. Because this definitely seemed like, well, it's obviously later than 1985 for a resource war. And yeah. there wasn't. Well, you got Mr. Handy after all. You got the floating, the oh, anti-gravity um, robot that helps you out around the yeah. house. Com, uh, the poor, well, I can't think of him as a, is he a poor claptrap rip- ripoff or a better claptrap ripoff? I'm not sure yet. I haven't decided. You know, claptrap yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from Borderlands kind of thing. He's like, very similar to claptrap, but I think he's supposed to be more refined and polite. Yeah, definitely, well, definitely more refined is, yeah. is the case. But you can't beat claptrap. Nah, he's, 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 he's Look at me, special. I'm dancing, I'm dancing. <laughs> oh no, stairs. <laughs> Fantastic. I love uh, I love to hate Claptrap. He's in his poor, sad birthday party. Uh, with the starting intro sequence, I like that you got to... Oh, we, I, was gonna, I said I was going to talk about the character creator. Yeah. We got to create my parents, yeah. both male and female looks, even though you only pick one parent to go with. Yeah. Um, and then... As I left the vault, I got the option to change my appearance again. Yes. Because while the the editor, the the interface screen was well lit, it may have been the opposite of Dragon Age and been too well lit. Because yeah. when I got her out into the actual world, she had like a bit of chipmunk cheek going on <laughs> and a few things that I was like, oh, I just want to just a couple Tweak more a tweaks bit. a little bit. Yeah, yeah we're really good. Uh, the customer, the character is the actual character creator. Um, yeah. Options is interesting the way it's more. Uh, free flowing, free form tweaking rather than just moving bars yeah, backwards moving and a forwards, back and forth, yeah. kind of thing. And I mean, that's the kind of the aesthetic with the UI it's got throughout the game. It kind of tries to bed you yeah, in the world at all times. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. It was both fun to to tweak with them and play with them, and um, good that I could change it afterwards because I definitely yeah. didn't want to play 
the game with that character. Chipmunk cheeks. So I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Sarah chipmunk cheeks. Sarah chipmunk. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I love that vault opening sequence. Is always great as well when you, that sort of sense of anticipation of yes, what are you going to find outside? You know, yes. kind of thing. Yes, mm. that is definitely what makes the game. I'm, I love post-apocalyptic big stuff. Ever yeah, since Wasteland, yeah, the very first Wasteland, which was just awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've always loved post-apocalyptic stuff. Mm, you, can do, you can do so much with it, can't you? Yeah, story-wise, yeah. and yeah. you can do any. Well, yeah, it's a blank slate, isn't it? Really, uh, and I like the scene of you. You kind of have that scene where you go, when you go down into the vault, the nuclear bombs are going off yeah. in the distance, and then when you come back up again, and fades in, and just everything's yeah, just all boom, the same. It's ruined. Just ruined. It's just yeah. like, oh wow, yeah. okay, uh, and then. Like for that great pacing, I got outside and then started talking to someone who was lying on the ground and it was like I just I'd been living in the world for like the past six months already. Like it I didn't do anything that was sort of like, Oh, I'm fresh to this world, I've just come out of like yeah. what day is it? Or yeah. anything that was sort of was a little bit jarring yeah. with that. Maybe I just turned right instead of turning left, because I turned right and then got immediately killed by two bandits. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. And I went I hate this game and closed yeah. it. <laughs> Rage quitted. Yeah. <laughs> on I it. don't. I don't. I. Everyone loves them. And they're all the rage, but I don't like open world games. Uh, yeah. I loved Fallout One. Absolutely loved Fallout One. Yeah. Wasn't an open world game. It was a traditional, isometric, role playing game, and I yep. loved it. Yeah. Played it. Awesomely all the time. Loved it. That was great. Mm. But this. I, since I'm too bloody curious for open world games. I find a path mm. and I go, where does this path go? And you just... And I wander down the path and, oh, look, there's a... What are the radiated bears called? A Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever. Oh, okay. I haven't seen any of those yet. A Yaogi. A Yaogi something. A Yaogi mm. Bar. Yaogi Barra. Yeah. Yaogi Barra, I think they are. So I found him and, of course, he killed me. So then I had to get my revenge. So 36 <laughs> tries later, I finally got him to step on the landmine that I'd picked up Jeez. and blew himself up enough that I could shoot him in the legs so he couldn't chase me anymore. And then I cheesed the game and picked him off from a distance. <laughs> so I admit it's partially my problem, but it's also partially the open world game thing. Yeah, I mean, that, that's I think that's either the charm or the thing you don't like about them, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, and I don't like, I don't like the, the towns are so big. And there's so much stuff in each, like each building's got four floors and yeah, and I there's, haven't, there's homeless people that uh, pop in and out. Okay. Like if you die and you respawn, the three homeless guys that were there a minute ago, they're not there anymore. It's just that stuff with the open world games that really breaks my suspension of disbelief. Because you come or lack uh, of consistency. Because you don't respawn, you got to come back from a save point. It's not like yeah, it's not like you have a new you mission yeah. to spit out anybody. And your stuff body. is obviously mm. there's a random generator that generates stuff randomly. Yep. and it rolls different results. So, so you get the same. It's not actually the very, same world. Mm. And I don't that bothers me in a role playing game. Yeah, I think I'm that's, quite happy in a shooting game where I'm doing is shooting people, but when I can actually interact with other people, and I interacted with the three homeless guys, so that's actually quite funny. So the first time. The Yugi Barra was eating the three homeless guys. Oh. And I thought, okay, this is a scripted event. Yeah. Then the next time, the homeless guys weren't there, but the Yugi Barra was. Oh. Then the Yugi Barra just kept appearing and I just kept killing the Yugi Barra. Okay. And then when I started fighting, the time I beat the bear, when I started fighting him, the three homeless guys were there. Then when I finished fighting, the three homeless guys weren't there anymore. They were all dead. Oh. Did you know, I might get was, them. Yeah. So there was a truck that wasn't there before that had. So someone had obviously come. And killed them all oh, while I was were... fighting the bear. See, I think that's getting that kind of cool, though. And in like, Fallout 3, yeah. this is the freakiest thing of all. This is freaking me out the most of any game ever. Fallout 3, you get out of the out of the vault and there's just like a supermarket really, really early in the game. And I yes. go into the supermarket and there's some bandits and they kill me and they kill me and they kill me and they kill me. The oh, so like eighth yeah. time I'm going in, suddenly I hear an aeroplane flying overhead. And this is, bear in mind, this is the eighth time I've done it. There's an aeroplane flying overhead and I go, what the hell is that? And I look up. And these guys are parachuting out of the airplane and I watch him land and it's a Japanese soldier and he pulls up his rifle and he shoots me in the head and kills me. Wow. But I'd never seen that before. Yeah. Go, what the hell was that all about? That's so now I want to know what that was all about. <clears throat> but see, I, that, isn't that cool though? Like you just suddenly, this was one time. Not for me. So anytime you happen, there's something else. I agree could... that for some people that would be cool. Yeah. But for me, I'm just too curious. I want to know everything. And you throw me more things that I want to know about, and I never get anywhere in the game. Nah. Did you ever play Planescape Torment? Uh, yeah, I played a little bit of it. Yes. I played it a lot. 
Oh, to correct myself, I played the opening sequence a lot. Oh, really? Because there were so many different ways to solve the puzzles. I wanted Stats. to find out what happened when you solved the puzzles different ways. Oh, you are the completionist. Yeah, I just I can't stop myself doing it. Yeah, you're so, gonna have trouble with this, aren't you? Then. No, I am. No, I'm not. I'm focusing on. on soon, I got all the way up to the where you're building the town, and yeah. I had such a bad experience building the town. That's actually why I stopped playing. So yeah. the death claw nearly stopped me playing. All right, let me take you back then to I turn right, we're killed back. by two two yes. bandits. I've gone I quit way the game. Down the yeah, path. yeah, no, it's okay. No, we'll just because uh, what you're talking about stuff that I would definitely want to talk, talk to you about. Yeah, yeah. Um, you went right, saw two bandits, they killed you. And I'm like, oh, and it was mostly because I couldn't work out the VAT system because we hadn't really had much yes. time to play. And I'm like, I press the controls on the PC. I don't think are quite good. I need to play it with the controller yeah. to to experience. But like, it's like press Q to enter VATs, and then you got to select how many shots you want. And how do I get to target over this guy? And I can't get the camera to move over to target that guy. And oh, it's going to shoot me. Oh, I'll just hit A. Go, go. And then I was dead. And I'm yeah. just like, ah. Oh. So it wasn't. I didn't die because I played because I was poor. I died yeah. because I couldn't work out the interface, yeah. which bugs me. And I'm yeah. like, mm. yeah. When the game kills you, as opposed yeah. to the gameplay kills you. Yeah, I hate that as well. So. Anyway, this time I went, okay, don't turn right. I'm going left. I'm going left. Yes. <laughs> that's sort of that's what the marker is anyway. So I should probably it probably wants me to go there and do something. So I went and I did the intro bit with that and then made my way down to the Natural History Museum yeah, and, yep. and worked my way right through that and got the um the power armor. Yeah. Which was very cool. Like it was actually more maneuverable than I was expecting. Like it's like it's like you get to move like your normal space. It's not like this big hulking like yeah. like yeah. things. So I thought that was really nice, uh, and and uh, got killed by Deathclaw. Yeah, which I kind of why they chose why the game designers chose to put a Deathclaw at that point in the game astounds me. Yeah, I mostly and cheesed people say, oh, it. Yeah, but they give you a Gatling gun and power armor. Oh. Yeah, but if you're not very good at playing the game yet, the Gatling gun and power armor <clears throat> doesn't stop the Deathclaw killing you 19 times. Well, I got on the ground. And he was having fun with the other bandits that were still around. So I started hitting him off and I got him down to about, I don't know, a third health left. And he targeted me and started coming for me. And I'm like, I don't think I've got anything that I can do to either stun him or push him away or or like I can back away. But when you can't run fast when you're shooting with a Gatling gun. So I got killed and I'm just like, I wonder if I can cheese it. And then I went up to the top of the bar and sort of sat on the balcony there and yeah. just hit him from up there and that beat it. And I'm like, well, that was... I pistol whipped him to death with the Gatling gun. How'd you get close enough without getting swiped? I got a lucky... I shot him in the leg from oh. the top story. So he was slow. Maybe that's what I should have done. And then the I got legs. a couple of lucky critical hits on his head while I was pistol whipping him with the Gatling, empty Gatling. I should have used the VAT system as well, probably. Well, in that's that. what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm an idiot. I didn't even Did like no. Oh, I was just okay. like that, and that shows like how little combat I had done at that point. That's to get- my point as well. And I had, and you told me before you didn't go to the radar dish. No. So I'd gone to the radar dish. So I had already had experience with power armor. Yeah. And I'd already had experience with overpowered enemies because the guys in the radar dish are quite. High level when you're starting off the game. Oh, okay. But there's a two of them that are. The rest of them are cannon fodder. But yep, yep. two of them are really, really tough. Okay. So I'd already had quite a bit of combat experience at that point. But still, the death claw. It definitely seemed a bit of a difficulty made me spike. His bitch. Yeah, and several times. Mostly because you mentioned mentioned it, I was like, oh, I know this is going to be hard. When I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, here I go. I'm probably going to die now yeah. anyway, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I should use more vats. I didn't. I didn't put two hundred bits in VATs and being the power armor that it would still work for some reason. Yeah. Like I was like, this is, I'm in something well, different they, now. They obviously, I mean, that's that. This is the reason why I like Fallout One and Two better is because the combat system is designed to be the equivalent of VATs. So mm. you get action points and you can do certain things with your action points. When your action points run out, your turns over. The whole combat system is designed around that. Whereas this, they want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to have the first-person, real-time yep. combat, but then they also want to have the complexity of a turn-based combat system. So I didn't like it in Fallout 3 and I don't like it in Fallout mm. 4. It sounds a bit like the tactical mode in Dragon Age Origin. Uh, yeah, um, exactly. Inquisition, Inquisition, which is yeah. a total waste of time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's much more usable in this. Yes, um, much more usable. But it does. And so, yeah, I, I got the power armor. I got them to come back to Sanctuary and, and teleported up there to try to get a start on clearing out my new base. Yep. And yes, you're right. The bases are like I looked at it and went, "This is a 
big area. Am I going to have to put fencing around the whole thing? Is that what I'm going to be doing here? And you I wasn't sentry bots, and you got to make power, and you got to you can spend forever. Yeah, you can spend hours just building the settlement if you got enough resources. Sources. So I. It's crazy. Yeah, I did a bit of salvaging and whatnot, and built some things that I could build. Well, I originally just I thought yeah. I want to get rid of all the junk. Hmm. So I started going around getting rid of all the junk, and I realized just how much junk there was to get rid of. Which and I thought, this is, is crazy. I'm not wasting my time doing this. This isn't yeah. a game. Yeah, yeah. This is a job. What was nice. This is toil. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought that too. I, I kept a very open mind. I'm like, okay, I know that I've heard online that you only need to build up one base properly, and the other ones you can get away with just a bare minimum of stuff, yeah. and that you can sort of sidestep this part of the game. But yeah. I wanted to give it a fair go and not – prejudge it yeah. you're right there's stacks of stuff around the positives though to me were that the looting is easy you hover over it you can see whether there's stuff in there or not yeah. and when you want it you press the button and it goes into your inventory there's no animation there's no yeah. messing about it's just in your inventory just boom there it is and if you recycle it or deconstruct it or whatever, whatever it is that is yeah. if there's items in the thing it goes straight to your workshop you don't lose them or anything as well so I was like oh I can just but you got to link your workshops you got to take that perk that links your workshops. If well, you I mean, you got to run around to each workshop to get the bits. Uh, and okay, because I was one of my notes here is that during this process of, of salvaging and, and building things, I didn't get a lot of instruction from the game about no, what I'm supposed none. to be doing. The game does not have a there good tutorial. There was little at all. things like up in the top yeah, left, not useful enough. But they kind of went too fast, yeah. and I was like, oh, what was? Yeah. Oh, I've missed so that. So when now. you and salvage something at a workshop in a town, yeah, the components that you salvage from that are only available in that town yeah. unless you get the perk that makes links all your workshops together. And that's good to know because that might have been... Yeah, which is, in my opinion, annoying. ridiculous because he's not going to want that perk if you actually spend any time crafting stuff. Yeah, and that, I mean, that would, so that means that... Okay, because my question was, um, like... Okay, so each each settlement has its own storage... Yep. Space. You've got inventory space on you. Dogmate yeah. has inventory space. Mr. Handy's got inventory space. Okay. And they're all separated out then. I can't get stuff out of one. I need to go to like Dogmate to get his stuff off yeah. him. I can't get to it from the settlement or anything. No. Okay. Yeah. And then I have a lot of junk in my inventory. Yes. What, what sort of junk? Because I mean, junk means everything in different games. Like in this game, is, is junk useful? Yeah. No, there's no junk in Fallout at all. So you... Every single thing you find, you can use to make stuff with. Every single okay. thing. So what should I do with my junk then? Where do, where do I Store go? Store it all in the workshop you're going to use to build stuff in. Okay. Just just dump it all into the workshop. It's got infinite storage and does it in I the workshop. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, which would make sense. I mean, obviously you've got lots of space. It's limited by weight. I mean, that's why your limitation is just how much you can carry. <sighs> See, I, you know, because I'm like, I don't know what's going to be good or not. And I hadn't seen any instruction about you this. You up your strength to maximum. No, <laughs> that would have been something else so to do with carry well. everything. No, no, I emptied out a room. I walked inside yeah. the room and I dropped everything out of my inventory uh, into the room and went, if I need it, it's, it's right here. Hopefully it doesn't despawn. I'm presuming this game's got a persistent yeah. state of everything in the game. So if I leave it, it'll, it'll stay. stay. Um, yeah, I just, I've got a whole room. just full, One room's full of weapons yeah. and one room's full of junk. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, I'm like, oh, you know, sort of. Okay, so all the junk goes. And so you can deconstruct all that stuff at yeah, the crafting make, station. You just work out what type of weapon you want to make or what type of armor you want to make. Uh, okay. But then, of course, you need the perks to be able to make the specific types of weapon. Yeah, well, that got so me as well. everything's linked to everything um, else. I think I found a generator and yeah. then I built a light and then I'm like, okay, now I need to somehow join Connect them the, together. Yes. But There's I didn't no have... no tutorial for that at all. Yeah, either. I didn't have the copper. And yeah. the only, only way you can get copper is to have... Because I read a guide that said, these are the perks you should have. Yeah. One of them was, you'll need this to, to salvage copper and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely feel there could have been a lot more... A little bit more hand-holding, a little more explanation. Yeah, it assumes everybody that's playing has played Fallout 3, uh, the, which I didn't get. I got to the ant queen nest in Fallout 3 and stopped playing. Yeah. Because okay. the scientists making this big deal about how don't kill the ant queen... I want to collect their pheromones. Yeah. And so I struggled to not kill her. Yeah. But I did completed the quest without killing her. Oh, good. And he probably ran in there and got killed by her. And I thought, well, what the hell was the point of that? And I rage quit the game and never went back to it. Yeah, I think it was a bug, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no pun. <laughs> it wasn't like, wasn't like the... Uh, <laughs> it wasn't no, like the said one of the, things that the queen wasn't supposed to kill him when he ran back in there. Okay. But he did anyway and died and that was it for me. Uh, a bit like... Told you. When you found dog meat... 
Uh, Did you yes. go back to the vault and get dog meat to steal the freeze ray out of the weapons locker? Negative. No, I didn't know you could do that. So ah. it's like supposed to be locked behind this level eight pick yep, lock I, skill. I, I, I remember seeing it. it in there, yeah. But if you tell Dogmeat to go and get it, he just goes and gets it and brings it back to you. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if they've patched that out or not. Well, maybe, I, have to, that out. I have to try it. So you can tell, <laughs> so you can send Dogmeat on missions to find things around in the local area. Is that how that works? Yeah, somehow you can get, I can't remember how you do it, but you okay. can tell Dogmeat to search yep. and he barks and finds stuff. Yep. And you tell him to get it. Uh, you see, tell him to fetch. And he goes he, and fetches the freeze ray out of the locked cabinet excellent. and brings it back to you. Fantastic. I want a bit of freeze ray action. Because uh, he was barking at me saying Dogmeat's found something. But by the time I found him, he obviously stopped finding what he was and it had come after me. Yeah. I'm like, well, that was kind of Because you've got to get to dig it up and then you find out what it is. Oh, I think it's a little bit like Fable, but not as implemented as well as Fable implemented it when the dog finds stuff. Treasure hunting. Open yeah. more treasure hunting. It's always got its own little version of that. A little diversion, speaking mm. of Fable. When I was playing Fable 2, mm. they had done such a good job of making the dog real. Mm. When I stopped playing the game, I remember one time I was going out to the pub. I stopped playing the game and I got up and I went to the door and actually turned around to make sure my dog was following me. Oh, hilarious. I went into the game. No, no. I don't really have a dog. Oh, you're fine <laughs> stuff for me. The barrier between reality and That's game. how good yeah. they implemented it. They implemented it so well mm. that when you transition in an area, you check, you make sure your dog's coming along mm. with you. And Excellent. Oh, that's uh, good. And uh, so dog meat sort of like that, but not, not quite as oh. well as, for, as Fable did it. If you could get the hell out of my way, it'd be nice. Yeah. I've, see, I've had Mr. Hanky. Not Mr. Hanky, Mr. Handy. <laughs> Mr. Handy? Mr. Handy. I would, does he stay out of your way? Because I keep running into him, and especially in these narrow yeah. corridors, I'm like, yeah. move out of the way. Dude, get out Dude. of the way. Seriously, let me clip through the dog already. Like, too much realism. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so got the so the base building as well was just maybe the PC controls again because, okay, no. here. No. Well, it's just I, a scrap on the controller. I'm figuring that the tr- it's one of those things that base building should be done from a top down. Yes. Perspective. Hundred like, percent. Yeah. Or a free camera or something that you can get in. Okay, so taking Easily away that around, even the, how it's implemented in the game for me, it's got a particular little bugbear because when you go into that view where you can build and yeah. do all that stuff, I don't remember exactly, but the mouse wheel doesn't scroll across the different items at all. You can't yeah, use the mouse okay. wheel to do that. It do- doesn't it only rotates things around yeah. on spot. So I'm constantly trying to go to the next thing but rotating the thing that's in yeah. my uh, yeah. you know which is not and if you've currently got selected. Yeah, I think like up and down or w uh, w and uh, s is like zoom in and out. I'm like that to me that should be the mouse wheel or yes. however it is it's backwards. So when you want to change things around and you sort of get, get spot. You're like, I'm going to build a hut here. I have to let go of the mouse because I've got to use the arrow keys to navigate yeah. that that selection, right? Because of my setup, with the way i got my PC set up, my mouse tends to move down about a centimetre yeah. when I let it go. So my my view goes from where I was looking at to the yeah. ground. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> now i got to set that up again properly and then go back and try to find it. So it's super cumbersome. Yeah. it's I didn't like it at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that said, I went to go build a house because I had to build beds as part yeah. to get the things out of red into green. Yeah, uh, I was scrolling along and I started building these prefab frame bits. I'm like, oh, prefab yeah. frame bits—that that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Went right to the end. I'm like, is that a is that a full house? Deleted everything, popped a full house down, went beauty, put beds in it, boom, that's solved. Yeah. You know, so I like that they're at least giving you an option to sidestep the building yeah. aspect and just yeah. put something down that's probably not as optimized or as good. But it meets the requirements yeah. for me to get it through. So I'm like, yes, that, that's awesome. I just had four beds out in the open. Oh, you can do that, can you? I presume yeah. I had to be inside a shelter. No, I just had them out in the open. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fantastic. You're a real yeah. I look after there. my people. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you're a little special. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought so. Maybe if they've got stuff like that, it won't be it won't be so bad. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. There's so many other on. games that do base building so much better. Mm. My question is why? Why implement... Such a dodgy. I mean, people, I some people love it. I've seen some amazing contraptions. And the switches people you can add on and you yeah, can make yeah. basically make machines out of it. Like So it's obviously very advanced. Yeah, and some people love it, but it's not yeah. for me. 
Uh, that and that brings us to the Pip Boy, which is better than I expected. Mm-hmm. I was not looking forward to having to use it. The the virtual screen yeah. is really high res. Yes. It looks nice. Like it looks, yes. it's visually appealing to look at. The one yes. in Fallout Three, I would just look like it was a crappy CRT screen, and I'm like, this. Is, yeah. I know we're going for a thing, but this looks like it's like retro futuristic. Yeah. Like, and yeah. the the terminal screens in general, they look really good as well. I'm. Um, Take a yeah, little bit long to type, type all the text out. It's a little bit much, but okay. Yeah. Looks really nice. Um, getting around the menus is not too bad. Uh, and using the map is actually surprisingly usable. I was a bit yes. surprised. When I yeah, first saw it, I'm like, oh, here we go. But no, but it's surprising. No, either. and yeah. quick travel from there is nice and quick. So yeah. that was, you know, that's a bonus. So overall, um, Pip-Boy gets a thumbs up. I, I like the um, – uh, it reminds me of the old uh, 007 James Bond from – uh, the, on the Nintendo 64, Goldeneye. Yeah. Uh, we had the watch that he looked into and had all the options on it, you know, yeah. and it's what I wanted out of the Mass Effect Andromeda um, Omni-Tool. Like, yeah, you could yeah. have that and... Uh, what does that amazing, I love... Uh, Borderlands does it, like the holo projection yeah. in-game and Dead Space. I love Dead Space 1 in particular. It looks really slick, the way yeah. that pops out and things. I like that whether you've got like, oh, I got a pip boy and it's yeah, got all my things yeah. in it, you know, kind of thing, and I'm wearing it on my arm. Like yeah. I, I totally dig that. I'm really glad that that came out, came out really well. Um, I died again after I died from the from the, uh, death, from the death claw. claw. Yeah. I, I ran into some irradiated people. I took like three steps out of my out of my settlement and oh, got yeah. hit by like five of these guys and yeah. again panicked with the VAT system because I'm like, there's too yeah. many of them and, and that was well, it. Well, it's in the wilderness. There's like camps of raiders set up and everything. It's actually mm-hmm. if you go exploring, it's a really brutal landscape. Yeah, which it should be. I mean, for what... Yeah, I found three raiders Yeah, like on a patrol and managed to pick them off and then did some more exploring and then there was like a camp of eight or nine of them that these wow. guys were patrolling around. Wow. It's like really brutal. Okay. When you're by yourself, eight or nine that's, people, it's really challenging. That's tough. And, well, I haven't got any good guns, obviously, yet. They're all... Well, you can't use anything good at the start because your stats aren't high enough. Is that probably what it is? Yeah, so everything's linked to, you know, you can't use the lasers you don't have the laser perk yet. And yet. Okay. I've just been using the, the gun you get at the start. Yeah. Since had the best. I can't commit accuracy. to building anything. So uh, there's like 96 different guns I can craft, but I can't keep. Because unlike yeah. um, Andromeda, yeah. when you commit to making something, those components are gone forever. So if you, yes. need, okay. if you need five yep. pinball bearings to make this weapon, and you found five, and the weapon five. Perks down the tree needs also five pinball bearings. You can't get them back as far as as far as I've worked out. Anyway, yeah, you can't get them back from the gun that you've made. Mm, if you deconstruct it, you don't get hundred percent back of the yep. components you used. So it doesn't it doesn't encourage experimentation. Experimentation, yeah. Yep. Well, at least it didn't. I I didn't find that it did at the time that I was doing it. Things may have changed now. I'm my we'll have to wait and see, I suppose I haven't crafted anything. Yet I didn't. Well, I didn't even understand how the inventory works. I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. look into crafting. Yeah. That's already. I'm yeah. I've done, done enough yeah, salvaging enough and guns. searching you things. Get enough guns from killing people anyway. Oh yeah, I dropped like oh, they're only the same guns, but I'm picking up a lot of stuff from the raiders. Like, yeah, like how you can loot the bodies and all the clothes come off from stuff. That yes. was really cool. I, I dug that. And when the when they get killed from a laser beam, that's just a pile of ash. Oh really? With, and you can loot <laughs> the pile of ash. Oh, you can loot the yeah. <laughs> so the outside yep. the. Freedom Museum. Is it the Freedom Museum? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Museum of Freedom. Mm. One of the one of the raiders out the front has got a laser rifle. Oh, I might have picked it up. Toasting people with a laser rifle. Okay. Which is quite an impressive fight to watch if you don't get involved early enough. Yeah, I, I didn't know. When I rocked up, I'm like, ooh, who what I actually shot at the guy you're supposed to help because I didn't realize <laughs> that he was the one that was uh called asking for help. Help, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, that was a cool little like it's, it felt like I just walked in on it kind yeah. of thing in progress which is a nice keeping with that I'm looking forward to some I want some Japanese soldiers to come out of the sky and then yeah. stab me well, see, I'd, fun. I wouldn't have such a big problem mm. if it was like that but more on rails because I keep wondering all the stuff that I'm missing with the open world <laughs> so, Lots, yeah, I like, I like that you do just wander in on stuff that's already going on yeah. without you having been there but uh, that that town that the Museum of Freedom is in it's so big there's so that much was, stuff going on yeah, in that town. That was a good point. I went, I went back 
because I thought I got to do some more looting and a bit more exploring and see what's going on. And I came up to the first building. The first building I got to was open and I went inside and I looted the whole thing clean because I'm like, I need resources. Yeah. Did you? Whatever. Did you look under the bed to find the safe? In. Oh, They've hidden stuff everywhere. inside fridges. They've hidden safes under beds. Saw the one at the bed. They've hidden stuff in. They've yeah. hide stuff everywhere. They're really brutal. I found the cave under the petrol station. They're mean mm-hmm. where they hide stuff. <laughs> I found there's a cave under the um under the yeah, petrol station. Yeah, a cave under the petrol station. I found that by yeah. looking at the terminal. It's like, oh, okay, I'll go check out the little nuclear waste dump they got going on in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Some of the clues you get from the terminals. That's done well. I like hmm. that. Hmm. And that's I how so. I found out about the safe under the bed. Oh, is it? There's another terminal somewhere in that town oh. that talks about the pharmacist and whatever it is, and it says okay. it's got a safe under his bed. And I'd been in that room before and, and I'd it. searched that room, and you can't see this. If you're not looking for it, you don't notice that there's a safe under the bed. Wow. So you've got to move the bed out of the way, then you can get to the front of the safe okay. and you're safe in the floor. And yep, yeah. yep, yep. I didn't have high enough uh, code breaking skill or whatever, so I couldn't even get it open anyway. <laughs> I keep breaking hairpins all the time. <laughs> Yeah, Bobby Pin, Bobby Pin. I can't start making mental notes of all these safes that I'd found around the place and have to go back and crack them open. Uh, Or you can cheese the game and you save it before you use the Bobby Pin. Oh, yeah. And if it breaks, you just reload Reload the game. Yeah. For the harder ones, it might be worthwhile. It's uh, it's a nice little mini game mechanic. The whole bobby pin lock picking stuff. It's like yeah, it feels like something you can get better at. You break five bobby pins all in ten seconds. Patience. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Uh. But yeah, so I looted that first house, and then I looked down the street and I went, "Oh, this is going to take me a while." Yeah, I started enough. looking, and but all the houses were closed, and I'm like, "Oh, they're all boarded up." Well, that's kind of annoying because it's boarded up. I want to get in and get the stuff, and then yeah. I finally grasped how big this little town was. I'm like, yeah, yeah. "Thank God they're all boarded up yeah, because so I would just have never have gotten." This is a, no. the few they've got is more than enough, yeah. and I, you know, yeah, I uh, I was really proud of myself because I woke my out on top of the roof. Where they get the power armor, and then yeah. across the plane to the top of the church, and got to the top church tower, and found a safe. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's so cool! I found this secret. And then went down the stairs to the bottom, and, and then just get straight up to it. To yeah. it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I did exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, so yeah, lots of little bits that I really like about this. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I I thought I was going to like it. To be that's honest. Good. Uh, I don't know, I can't really say too much about a lot of the combat and stuff. It's no, way, we're, not, we're not far enough into it. Either. Yeah, so I need, to get, I need to get a good weapon and yeah. work out all the controls so I can start doing this VATS thing more efficiently because yeah. it was... Yeah, and you got some of your perks improve that as well. And no, yeah, no doubt. Your agility, is it? The more agility you've got, the better you are in VATS. Okay. Something like that. Because VATS is going to be like the primary way you kill things, isn't it? I'm guessing. You're not well, going to no, know if you're good enough gun. at the point and click game, you can do it without VATS. Okay. But I'm nowhere near good enough, particularly on a controller. On a mouse, I might be all right, but on a controller, there's no way I can yeah. move the cursor onto their arm to make them drop the weapon. So yeah, I've got to keep remembering that you can shoot the limbs. It's not so long since yeah. I played a game where the limbs actually make a difference. Yeah, yeah. So if something's got bucket loads of hit points and go you want to run legs. away from it, shoot it in the legs, and then yeah. it can't go as fast as you can, and you can just pick it off. Yeah. As long as you don't run out of ammo. Uh, running out of ammo. Yeah. That's always a. Ammo anxiety is yeah. the worst thing about. And I don't know why shooting someone in the arm is beneficial. So clearly beneficial why you shoot someone in the leg. Yeah. Clearly beneficial why you shoot someone in the head because you get the critical hits. Clearly beneficial why you shoot someone in the torso because it takes down the hit points and they're easiest to hit mm. in the torso. But why do you want to shoot them in the arm? Let's drop, well, do they yeah, drop they their drop weapon? their weapon, but when you kill them, they drop their weapon anyway. So why not just shoot them in the head and kill them and take the weapon from them? I don't get the shooting in the arms. Only that. if that was like some sort of like they're like stacks of health. Yeah, but their arms just, had no hit points at all. Yeah, yeah. Maybe then it would be worthwhile. Just but I haven't found haven't found anything yet that's been worthwhile shooting the arms. Mm, interesting. I'll definitely try try doing more. I like that whole um, tear people apart one bit by bit, so you can sort of oh he's in the legs, so he's gonna be down for a bit. Now I can focus on this guy. Yeah, over I like here that in Mass too. Effect when you could shoot their legs off the robots and yeah yeah shoot yeah the arms definitely. off the robots and then they charge at you to explode. Yep. So yep. the robots had a reason why you shoot their arms off in yes. Mass Effect 2. There you go. Yeah, yeah, so they should be, yeah. Uh, let's see, what else? Tutorials are pretty shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't like I Because <laughs> I played Fallout 1, I toyed with Fallout mm. 2, mm. I toyed with Fallout 3, and I still felt completely lost doing Fallout 4. Mm. I did play it quite a bit. I did all of the radar dish. 
I did all of the farm. I came back to the bunker a couple of times and I did all of the Museum of Freedom. So I've done all of that. I've done quite a bit mm. in that first section. Yep. And yep. I still kind of don't really know what's going, what's going on. on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose there's... Uh, you mean like in sort of... Oh, you mean in gameplay-wise or story-wise? Yeah, gameplay-wise. In gameplay-wise, yeah. yeah. gameplay-wise. Yeah, I... Still trying uh, to come to terms with what, what, how they want you to craft things and how they want you to build the settlements mm. and how they want you to store equipment. So I just keep loading up Mr. Handy with everything heavy. Yeah, well... And you, making runs back to the workshop to dump all the gear once he's full. Yep. Because you load yourself up and suddenly you can't fight. Yeah. You can't move. So it's very, very impractical. And, of course, I've got a sweet talker, so high conversation skills and no strength at all. So I pick up one suit of armor and suddenly I can't move anymore. Yeah, so you've got to constantly do yeah. that management, yeah. shuffle, dance. Yeah, I don't know if the looting's in the whole that's going to be really annoying or not. I'll have to see how well I can It's annoying when it. you realize that nothing's useless. That's, that's, that's a good point. That's annoying. Yeah. Because yeah. you want to hoard everything. Just in case you need it for something really cool later well, on. Well, at least you're not picking up and carrying stuff and managing stuff that isn't useful and you're just that's like true. doing it for no reason. Yeah, that's true. That would be worse, I think. And if you've got, uh, I think if, if the process is you go out, you loot until you're full, you quick travel back to your base, you dump and rinse and repeat. If that's if that's the process that they've got for that, I can deal with that. that yeah, that's but acceptable. It, when you're caught up in the story, and of course, when you're doing yeah. the story bitch, the best loot is always right at the end. Yeah. So there's nothing worse than getting to the end and saying, oh, uh, there's loot. Yeah, okay. Do I dump what I've got now so I can pick up the good good loot? Yeah. Or do I go back and what do I do? Depends if you can quick travel from that location. If you can pick up everything, yeah, get encumbered yeah, you, and tra you, travel back out no, again. you can't. But it's be like the sewers I was in, which I, it, that's what happened to me in the sewers. Yeah. I, I, below that that town where the museum is, I got yeah. into there and started and I got my full and then went, quick yeah. travel. Oh, you can't quick travel. No, can't travel back. And now I've got to walk yeah. all the way back to that exit over there. At while quarter speed. Yeah. Oh, I'll just dump a lot of stuff and do yeah. the, the yeah. rinse and repeat thing. I don't know. We'll have to, have to see how that plays out. Uh, yeah. yeah, it looks pretty as well, I should mention, on the PC. It looks it really definitely, nice. It, it's, the theme is very consistent. Hmm. Yeah. It's a bit brown, I suppose. It's probably the only – I mean, it's – Nothing's alive, so it's going to be brown, I suppose. Not, yeah, it looks very post-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just I hope there's and the more variety. water in the rivers and stuff like that. That's really cool too. I haven't seen too much of that if yet. If you walk in the river, if you yeah. walk in the water where the bridge is, yeah. Oh, town, yeah, yeah, yeah. the water's irradiated, so you take radiation damage. Oh, okay. You I walk through actually the water instead of walking across it. a bridge. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I just hope there's like some mountain scenes and maybe, I don't know, something else and not just – Oh, there'll be lots. There'll be a lot of gameplay. Yeah. Some more vaults maybe as well. Get down, take some more vaults out. Yeah, vaults are always interesting. And what experiment were they running in that particular yeah. vault? Yeah, yeah. And reading the reading the diary of the um of the commander in charge of it, and they're like, we can't leave yet. They haven't got the all clear signal, and yeah, that the, that that really up that whole mystery with what is Voltec? Who are they? What are they doing? They just basically, which was, it was almost like they set up this experiment to freeze us, and then just didn't bother coming back for us like yeah well, like they put a lot of effort into it and then didn't take any of the payout I'm so sure yeah there'll be a there'll be something with that i'm like either they either they got destroyed as part of this nuclear war they didn't survive yeah. and that's why they got abandoned they led, it wasn't even like the 200 years later like they got abandoned within the first three months yeah. of it going yeah. down or is it um that the second phase of the experiment was experimenting on the people that were running the experiment yeah. Kind of thing, see how they react about being in a position where they've got no Well, in the first one, the water purifier fails on purpose. So they'd see what, they'll see what people will do when their water purifier fails. Oh, well, and, and there's the a first vault, fallout. There's a vault that's all women except this one man. God. And there's another vault. This isn't, this isn't official. It's a Penny Arcade comic. Oh, okay. But there was a vault where there was only one person and all hand puppets. <laughs> so he went mad because he only had hand puppets to keep him company. Wow. For decades. Wow. I heard about there's a vault like that's all a casino. It's all just gambling and, and whatnot, like just a full gambling lifestyle kind of thing. Okay. And if you yeah. win big, you get the best rooms in there. If you lose all your money, yeah. end up in the bottom of the vault yeah. kind of thing going on. But, yeah, um, there's all sorts of vaults and all sorts of running all sorts of weird things. Experiments. I don't yeah. know if they started off that way intentionally with Fallout 1. I don't know if that was intentional or if they just decided halfway along the track that they, wouldn't that be really cool if the vaults weren't really nuclear fallout shelters? Yeah. But Voltec was, in fact, 
running experiments on people. It's been like um, aperture science kind of exactly. thing going yeah, yeah. on there, there you know. There is no cake. Just, there is no, you know, no. Just put you in a little sleep container and pull you out when we want to run tests on you kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so I don't know why they freeze you and why they don't. It's just... Yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll it'll make sense. Out. Hopefully like, we'll find out. It definitely set up a good mystery. I bet my point was there. It set up a good mystery. I was intrigued yeah. as to why it had happened the way it did because it didn't um, make a lot, a lot of sense. Of sense. Mm. No. Mm. Good, good, good. Uh, so, yeah, that's my that's my thoughts on Fallout 4 so far. So far. Uh, and so next time we'll come back, we'll continue on. I'll be definitely a bit further on in the game. Yeah, well, we'll be having a significant hiatus as I am going to the United States of America for five weeks. Beautiful, so, yeah, great. Need to miss the next two Fortnite episodes, unfortunately. But then I'll make you come back as soon as you land. Yeah, straight from the airport, straight here to record. To record, you, you know, go get your well, priorities had, straight. Having Tony. had no chance to play, <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, that I makes no so much input. sense. Yeah, no input to have. <laughs> you need to uh, you take your Xbox with you. Yeah. Play on the plane on the way over. Yeah, yeah. if only that'd be. If nice. it was portable, I certainly yeah. would. Yeah. Damn straight. Yeah, yeah. You need, need your own little pit boy. Yeah. Uh, so, in other news. Uh, and uh, last night, um, Sunday night, uh, <laughs> which was Sunday would have been Saturday, Saturday in America. Afternoon. Yeah, not exactly a high news cycle day to go printing your uh, dirty laundry on, but uh, uh, EA announced or Bioware announced that they're not releasing any more DLC for Andromeda nor well, any single player patches. One more patch to come or no, the last patch was the last, last, patch, was the last, last patch. patch. Okay. So they did say they'll still be doing multiplayer stuff. Yeah, of I course. don't know what that means. I think more Apex missions, so maybe continuing to tell the story through Apex, and probably missions. just balance changes and doing yeah. that sort of New stuff. Character patch. You know. That's how they're making money. They're people are buying the random packs to get I the would new characters. So. so, I read that it wasn't a financial disaster. Like it did okay on its money. It's sort of like one of those box office movies that, that makes its money back. Yes, kind of thing. It's like, yeah, it's not like the it's not a complete failure, but it's not. You know, yeah. it's no Waterworld. Yeah, um, but it's yeah. no Avatar either. Definitely not. Uh, or Titanic. We'd definitely be seeing Ma- Mass Effects at the wazoo if it was yeah. a Titanic success. Yeah. There'd be everything. You would be yeah. seeing that that Mass Effect card carrying, uh, card collecting game. Collectible card, customizable card game. Uh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, I was a bit sad, to be honest, well, when I read I'm, it. I'm very disappointed hmm. because I don't think Mass Effect Andromeda was a failure. No. I think Mass Effect Andromeda was a missed opportunity. Yeah. It wasn't implemented properly, wasn't treated with enough care. Rushed out the door before it was finished. Too many bad design decisions to mm. cut out content that players like us would have waited another year for. Oh, yeah. And would have then said, this game is AAA. I never, ever get mad at someone who says this, this thing, whatever it is they're making, needs more time. Yeah. Like, that's if you're the creator of the thing. If you need, if you need more time, I'm happy to wait for it because it's the most – it's just it, <laughs> rushed – Work is just not worth it. Yeah, I mean, sure, people can go probably go the opposite direction and get over and over bake something. You know, yes, that's probably a risk that they need to take. But I would not forcing people to release stuff early or yeah. to and hit Andromeda a deadline or not risk like another twelve months on Andromeda was not risking overbaking it. Butted up against a- Anthem, no good. Yeah, and that's well, part that's of the reason. One of the reasons why they released it, I'm sure when they did. When it did. Well, because Anthem's been delayed as well. Don't forget. Yeah. So Anthem was going to be released even closer to Andromeda. I wonder if that was even to um, put some more distance between the two projects as well. Yeah. And I'm wondering the reason I'm doing DLC is to cut off Andromeda now. Yes. And so leave all the vacuum of space for Anthem to come out. There's no, yeah, you know, getting distracted well, there's with no new Orion art. There's no, no, no. It's all just yeah. from here out. And their awesome way of talking. Yes. Yeah. Hannah and, and the Volus doing Hamlet. Yep. I want to see the Angara and and the Hannah have a conversation. That would be interesting. I want to see a a exalted Hannah. Oh, how cool would that be? An exalted Elcor. Yeah. That could be dangerous. Trouble. That'd be be trouble. I'd be dodging the hell out of that. I'd come charging at you. So, Uh, what do you think that means for the future of the Mass Effect franchise? That they'll just put it on ice for the next five years until. Dragon Age Four comes out, so then- I don't. I yeah, I don't disagree with that, but I do think this is the thing that I do think is that we'll get another reboot when it gets restarted. 
Oh, okay. They're going to kind of forget Andromeda ever happened. No, I told you they're, they're going to release a, a pay-to-win card collecting game yeah, for it. Pay-to-win card collecting. Game. <laughs> no, I yeah. think yeah, I think it'll get rebooted. I don't think you will see an extension of the current story. Even I, though clearly Andromeda was intending to set yeah. stuff up for future games. Yeah, yeah. I like what are the guys? Will that made it be the a, remnant? Those guys we didn't. They were the Jardan. Yeah, they hardly appeared at all in the game. Yeah. That was clearly a major plot point. So will it be so next Mass Effect then will it be Andromeda 2 or will it be Mass Effect rebooted or will it be Mass Effect like Mass Effect 4 say like back It'll in be, the Milky Way yeah, again. Mass Effect 5. Yeah. But like does that mean it's an It's not an, going to be Andromeda 2. No. And it's not going to be Mass Effect 4. I don't think it'll be Mass Effect 4. You know, like so I'm saying like Milky I think Way. It'll be Milky maybe I mean, because the problem you've got with any Mass Effect set in the Milky Way is you have to come up with a canon ending to the Mass Effect trilogy. You really can't go back to the, the reason they didn't go to the Milky Way for a very good reason, and I think that's probably still valid. Yeah. Unless you take it so far forward that you abstract the whole yeah, thing away, and then you might as well just go to Andromeda anyway. Yeah, and, they can to make it centuries in the future in the Milky Way. Yeah. But yeah, then you lose the continuity of characters and you lose all the stuff. Yeah, which why I think they need to reboot it completely. So And they could say... This is set in the Mass Effect universe. This is set in a different universe to the Mass Effect universe, and all that Reaper stuff didn't happen. Mm. But yeah, well, they then have to change the name, don't they? Yeah, I mean, might as well make one. Might make a new game then. Yeah, they've shot themselves in the foot in it's, a lot of ways. Andromeda was their only chance to reboot the. Yeah, I could. I look, I could see them doing Andromeda two, but not a direct sequel, like something that oh, takes, okay. takes Andromeda. Fifty years in the future, let everyone yeah, get a bit okay, more established, so, a bit more bedded yeah. in, and then have a have like the because the next conflict is going to be between the main armada of the um, the cat, the cat, and the Jardan. You know, Maybe something like that, or and something with the enemy, the 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 Jardan, the Jardan's enemy. Well, surely, like a yeah, it could be a three. I'm thinking like a three way power struggle between the cat, the Jardan enemy, the Jardan themselves, and we're stuck in the yeah, middle. And that's kind of going oh, for the you know? sequel to that one. Yeah, if they even bother doing it. I think they. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think that they can ignore it because yeah, it's still because got, they paid all that money for the franchise. Yeah, they're not gonna let it sit no. idle. I don't think. Um, but it's gonna be a matter if they can find the right person who wants to bring it back. Yeah, I think they'll wait. They'll and have someone. Idea. Yeah, someone in Bioware that says, "Okay, I've got the idea for it. Can we do this?" And yeah. then it might come off. But definitely not see. Any, I. It's going to be interesting to see how Anthem goes. That could be maybe more of a decider whether Mass Effect comes back or not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if that's huge, then we're probably going to see Anthem 2 and yeah. 3 before we see. Well, if Anthem is as good as Destiny, it's <clears> going to be good. Yeah. Even if it's only as good as Destiny. Well, that's it doesn't a big... have to be better than Destiny. It just has to be as good as Destiny. Still a big ask. And it's still, that'll still be good. Mm. Like, I've, how, when, when was Destiny released? Three, four years ago? Mm. And I've gone back to it. And I've really, really enjoyed it. Mm, got some Even four years later, like four years of other worth of games and with the world moving on, and it's still really engaging to play. I wonder if Destiny 2 is going to be popular. It's hard to follow up a really popular game that still has, as you say, it's still got life in it. Yeah. It's hard to say to someone, hey, no, give up the thing you've already spent yeah. 700 hours in to yeah. go start this new thing over here when it's only modicumly better yeah. than Come the one that's Come and play World of Warcraft 2, and we've got... Pink squishies in World of Warcraft oh, 2. Oh, man. Could you imagine that? I mean, MMO is obviously the biggest one that yeah. comes to mind with that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is kind of this MMO-ish sort of MMO light, whatever they call it, it is. now. Yeah, yeah. MMO. Sem- <sighs> anyway. Uh, it's I a, just really hope interesting. that hmm. setting up the javelins is you can actually make quite distinct javelins and you can get really yep. good bits of kit to put on your javelins. But it's not totally dependent on the random number generator. And you've got a one in a million chance of getting a mortar rack that you can Or how big your wallet is. Yeah, or how big your wallet is. Yeah. Because that would be even more annoying than a bad random number generator. There's. I'd rather them mm. actually have a subscription than you buy weapon crates. Because I can reason with paying a subscription for a game that I'm enjoying, but I can't reason... With paying fifty dollars to get a weapons crate that might have something really good in it, I think I they can't do might it. be better off with like a uh, what they do in Guild Wars Two, which is fairly common, I suppose. They have the in-game currency gems, which you can buy either with real money or you can buy with in-game gold. 
Yeah. So you have a choice. So your gem store has all your convenience and extra fancy stuff. And so if you play the game, you can earn gold and buy gems. Yep. Uh, and then people who want to, you know, convert people who gems. Play it a lot can convert the in-game currency to. Well, yeah. that's fine if you buy the stuff from the shops. But from that demo stuff, it's clearly random loot drops. Yeah, it is. It's going to be. It's so going to be loot still, random box yeah. crap, which yeah. I'm getting more and more sick of. Which is fine if you don't get 99% crap, 1% gold. If you get mm. 40% crap, 20% okay, 30%. Slightly better than okay, and then ten percent gold. That's that's it's, not so bad. Okay. I think the problem is <clears throat> this is like World of Warcraft loot was fine when you got that purple item. Oh. Went, wow, that's great! I got a purple item. Yeah, it lasted you forever. I think the problem is the. I think it's a, a bit of a subtle issue. Like we have people with gambling addictions. Yes, we do. Um, and but they're the people. Gamble. Yeah, and they're the people that are whales. Yeah. And they don't really give a shit so much about the drop loot tables because to them, they get enjoyment out of the gambling aspect yeah. of it, not just out of the loot that comes out the other end. Yeah. See, for us, we're not. I'm not a gambler myself. No. Um, so for me, I have it has zero impact on me at all. All I care about is what loot it is, so it's a very frustrating experience. Yeah, that you just keep getting crap that you If don't I was need. getting the double down of, of you know, the – the thrill of the bet, yeah. as well as the loot, and that changes it. And then you, sp- and then you got the addiction part yeah. of it, and they spend a lot of money. And then all of a sudden, the game is now catering to this Gamblers. segment, which yeah. is making them all the money. And yeah. like it's, it should I, be illegal. Oh yeah, it like should it's, actually it's be policed. Needs to have some regulation. Like around I'm, it. I'm playing this customizable card game that you know I play that I've been playing. I can't stop myself playing it. Even oh, what I is that one? It. Yeah, you played that Tyrant. Still Tyrant unleashed. Still. Jeez. They released a card the other day. This is a single card yeah. for a game that's going for <clears throat> four years or seven years. It's, it's been going for years. Mm. And people know that within two months, the cards that they just bought will be out of date and won't be relevant anymore. There was a single card with some in-game currency for $134 US wow. for Whoa. a single card. Wow. And you need 10 cards to make a deck. Yeah. I, that blew me away. I could not believe that anybody would pay that much money for something that is not real that's yeah. going to be irrelevant in two months. Wow. That goes to... But clearly they do or they wouldn't have put it for that price. Uh, Star Wars Galaxy <coughs> of Heroes has their own loot box crate things. And oftentimes I look at them and go, oh, I'm not against like supporting a game that I play and enjoy. That's fine. But I look at them and go, this is just not... There's nothing yeah. value for money in it. Yeah, like who? No value for money. Who is doing? But they're they're addicts. I'm gonna make a presumption there. Or they've got way more disposable income than they care about, which yeah. I'm sure there's a few of those out there as well yeah. who just, you know, a thousand dollars is nothing zero, to them. Yeah, if you added another zero at the end of your yeah. income, what ten dollars um, is to us? Would, yeah, hundred dollars would be to, to you to them, and they don't care. And then that's yeah. the, the whole game gets skewed. Towards them, towards them. Instead, yeah. yeah I recently yes. just um, picked up a game. Called, I saw a game recommended and saw some visuals of a game called Forge of Empires, and it looked like a lot like a Caesar three kind of uh, thing where you build your city up from the Stone Age, kind of right yep. through all the eras, kind of Civilization three. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is this could be good. And then I'm like, oh no, wait, hang on, it's just resource management, and yeah. there's no gaming, there's no like, yeah. the buildings can't burn down because you haven't. And with put- Caesar three, the way you. Put the buildings next to each other made a difference too, because like the, yes. the guy that had to collect the die to go and die the yes, guy would that bring the clothes, the clothes, the less distance you had to walk, the happier he yep. was. You had to think about water, like you put the aqueduct down, and then that would cover a certain area. Yeah. And if you want to get a certain the level, temples would make a difference to the citizens near yep. the temples. That was really good. All those that little was really ways good. it interacted with it, with itself. Yes, yes. The only problem with that game, I think, was that I found was that the way the runners work. So every time a person would hit a T junction. They would split off, and then yeah. the, the the I don't remember now, but there was something about the methodology, the way the game decided who got split to where, meant you had to build your roads in a very yeah specific pattern. You know, actually gaming that yeah. that because you had to you had to build your labor close enough so they could walk to the buildings you wanted them to be in. Yeah, as well, like they'll and then if you put a market down, those market runners would run out and would service anyone they could reach. Yeah, from that, so there's this whole which was not. Not so fun because you end up being on these long straight roads that didn't have yeah. a lot of. And anyway, it doesn't look aesthetically pleasing. No, it's not. You know, so and anyway, that, that's uh, I wanted to play it 
And I'm like, oh, no, it's a resource one with gems and yeah. forge points and stuff. You can and wait for six hours or you can pay $10 now. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, anyway, what was my point with that? Um, my point was that it's not a real game. Yeah, it's and actually as such, it's, it's a way to extract. Gamified gambling, isn't it? Ooh, yeah. It's it, gamified gambling, gambling properly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Forge is not probably not one of the worst offenders, I think. No, because there's no random crates and stuff. But. Yeah, not that I have seen yet, yeah. at least. And they don't bombard you with pop-ups every two seconds to buy yeah. gems, which is nice. But those games where you pay $5 and you get this loot crate and you open the loot crate and you might get something good or you might get complete rubbish. Yeah. That's gamified gambling. Yeah. Which is what you were talking about before, and hopefully Anthem doesn't do that. But I strongly it's going suspect to have some. will. Look, it, you know, like it, I, hmm, I'd hard to say this blanket, but I would say that generally speaking, I don't care if someone wants to pay more money and get the better gun, whatever. And they do the, the rolling meta where, like, the new gun comes out, you can buy that, get the advantage for three months until you know it trickles down into the free to play arena, kind of thing where you you yeah. But if you can't get the rocket. The rocket rack or the mortar pack or really yeah. cool stuff like that that gives you some versatility without doing that, then I'd be disappointed. Yeah, I don't mind if you get the gun that shoots the purple laser yeah. and goes pew pew when you shoot it and I can't get that for another three months. I don't mind that. But if you can have the mortar rack yeah. and the javelin missile pack that lets you do all these different strategic things that I can't do because I'm not going to pay the $50 for it, yeah. then I'm going to get annoyed. I guess, I guess that's clearly part of the game. Having yeah. strategy options... It's clearly part of the game. There's definitely a line, of some some sort of grey barrier in between those two extremes that they could find somewhere to to make money without it impacting. Yeah, well, too they much. could have common, uncommon, rare, epic, and legendary gear. Yeah, and so everybody can get a common mortar pack or missile rack or whatever okay. it is you want. So everybody can put something on every single slot on their javelin. Yep. Whether it's common or uncommon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then if you're lucky, you get something rare if you're really lucky you get something epic yeah but then yeah really only the people that play the game the game are going to get the legendary stuff oh okay that lets them blow away the boss in two attacks or whatever yeah yeah so i don't mind that power creep but if they if they lock out an entire equipment slot i see to that gambling element yeah i'll be annoyed and so i think there's yeah there's definitely something they can find in there they can make their money and keep the gamblers happy i suppose as much as that that annoys me. Yeah, know. well, other people have tried doing the cosmetic-only stuff, but that obviously doesn't make them enough money because the cosmetic-only ones... quality of life, yeah. cosmetic or some sort of... Well, like you say, like a damage a damage booster for people who pay yeah. for, for stuff, yeah. you know? Um, it, it seems to be a modern a reality of, of modern games unless they're... Unfortunately. Yeah. If they've got some sort of online component, they're going to have... Yeah. Straight away, this thing. Which I don't mind if it's free. If the game's free, uh, yeah, then you don't have to play it at all. But if you pay 80 bucks for the game and certain content in that game is locked behind a pay-to-win feature, I have a real problem with that. I really object to that. Mm. I would rather you make the game a subscription-based service so you can use that subscription to make keep making new content and stuff and then everyone can benefit from it. I don't object to that system yeah. as much as... So like Mass Effect Andromeda, you buy it and you get like, I think I got seven free multiplayer packs, Hmm. which I opened and I got like two good bits of gear on it out of 65. Yep. And so you've bought the game, but if you want to play the multiplayer, you have to grind in the multiplayer. Okay, admittedly, you can grind in the multiplayer or you put down real dollars to buy the packs to get the stuff that makes it easier to grind in the multiplayer. I kind of object to that because mm. you've already bought the game. Yeah, it's, it's different when you buy the game versus whether it's whether it's free, free to play, and the free to play players are all supported by the pay to win players. Yeah, because I mean, Star, in Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes, I see that more being I'm a free to play player. My payment to the game is being wailed on by whales. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the, yeah, that's they the need... benefit that you're adding to the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give them something to you're you know, providing a service to the game yeah. makers, game designers. And it's not but the if most. You've bought Galaxy of Heroes. Feel a different. About you feel very it, differently about it. I'm trying to compare this to Guild Wars too because <laughs> you buy expand, you buy the base game, and you buy expansion. Or the base game is free. Yeah. Uh, until like eighty, and then you buy expansions. They got two expansions now, I yep. think, out. 
so you get access to the maps and the extra classes that those ones bring, and then everything else is in the auction house, trading house, yep. with the in-game currency, and then you've got the gems to buy. So, for example, it's an MMO, so you've got gathering. Yep. You can buy your standard picks from the vendor, yep. or you can buy uh, an unlimited use pick yep. from the gem store, so you don't never have to buy tools again. again. Yep. You know, you can buy more inventory slots. You get like nine. You yep. can buy 10, 11, 12 from the gem store. You can increase stack sizes yep. from the gem store. So it's like the whole game's there. Like like you're saying before, like you can yep. get everything, but if you want to do it You can get quality better. of life. If I'm going to do lots of gathering, then then saving up, you know, 4,000 gold to, to convert to gems to then go and buy the unlimited tools would make a lot of sense to me because yep. it makes that faster. I can buy the pick that gives you springs, which are a rare resource, yeah. every time you use it kind of thing, and then you get that faster, you know. Yeah. So that would be that's what kind of what they've done. So cosmetic stuff, obviously, you know, all the flashy stuff. Yeah. But also the quality of life things they've added into the gen store. Yeah. So people who are hardcore can support the game and get a benefit from that yeah. without yeah, bringing everyone else down. That's not too bad. Something like that. I wouldn't hate that mechanic. Mm. And then you still got the random loot drops and everything. Even you kill in the world drops uh, random Yeah, but even the pay-to-win players have got the random loot drops as well. Exactly. They're not actually paying to win to get the better gear. Yeah, that's it. That's oh, it. The, the one advantage of Anthem is going to be that it's cooperative and not, not there's PvP. There's going to be a PvP arena. You, you just know there's going to be a PvP arena. At some point, they'll probably have to put yeah. something in to make people happy. Yeah, but that at least is the one thing it's got going for it that if you do happen to have a friend who's stupid enough to pay money to get the good gear just go and adventure with him you just want to, <laughs> yeah, you more to pack all the time <laughs> find all your rich friends yeah. you've got a bit of fresh dosh convince them to buy all the the extra mortar with the double down yeah. uh, napalm attachment what would be really really mean is if they put the jet packs behind a pay to win oh, mechanic man. so no. you can walk your whole game uh, in fact the only thing you need to pay for is Jetpack fuel. That's the only thing you need to pay for with real money. Oh, Otherwise, you can play the entire game. Oh. It's going to take you an hour to walk to the area where you need to find things or 10, 10 seconds with jetpack fuel. That would that would kill the game for me. I couldn't do that because I'm looking forward to flying around the most in that one, seriously. And that's um, where they, they could do that. They could oh. seriously do that. And they know they'd make money because people want the jetpack fuel. I pay fuel. for fuel in real life. I do not pay for virtual fuel. Thank you very much. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst idea, Tony, I've ever heard. Oh, brutal. Okay, with that, <laughs> we're going. I don't have any more terrible. That was a lot more Anthem discussion than I was expecting and nature of gameplay and stuff. But thank you, Tony. Enjoy your um, trip I will. to the United States. Thank you. Yes. And we will see you in... October. October. Yeah. Well, I look forward to it, mate. Look forward to it. All right. Until then, thank you, Tony. Thank you, Luke. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet.